0: you just go hey babe that's one of our catchphrases you know what i mean like starting is awkward not for me really (laughs) no i don't find it awkward at all i just go hey babe
1: oh you know i'm not a hey Um, babe kind of gal so hey babe how's it going hey babe you know it's going really
0: great because our merch just came out (laughs) don't make me laugh because you know my, my tuberculosis will get triggered i know your tuberculosis tuberculosis and tuberculosis tuberculosis yeah yeah so i've been really sick yeah. and if you hear me coughing and sniffing and spluttering i'm sorry i'm covid negative negative to all the losers and haters. I've been really um, sick too, but uh, mine
1: was just a panic attack. So COVID free as well. Our merch just dropped. We have new merch on uh, the com. I
0: am so excited, but this is a dream come true for me to, um, I've always wanted to make clothes. And I know it's not like really making clothes, but it's like just a little, just dipping a little toe in the in the ocean.
1: Yeah, I love the designs that you and your nephew have spent a lot of time designing, and I'm really proud of it as well, even though I've just sat back with my feet up and a drink in my hand while you did all that, but...
0: I'm just smoking a (laughs) cig. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling really excited for the listeners because a lot of people have been asking me, you know, when are you going to have something we can buy with all these cute slogans that have come from the show? Oh my God, I just said cute. I'm turning into
0: Annabelle.
1: So everybody head on over and see the debut items. We have many more coming.
0: Go to www.thelucieandannabelleshow.com and get yours today. Exactly. All right. Well, I think
1: it's news time. It's not world news. It's not important news. It's Annabelle news.
0: So Taylor Swift will not be... ...submitting her version of the Fearless album for the Grammys next year. Uh, The original version was named Album of the Year in 2010, but she will not be able to repeat that feat at the 2022 event. Um, Doesn't say why she's done it, but I think that's the correct thing to do. You've already won the awards for that album, so let somebody else have a chance classic taylor swift um do you know i can't stand taylor swift do you what are you are you a swifty
1: uh i wouldn't say i'm a swifty i her perseverance and her dedication as Mm -hmm. a professional i really admire her as a working woman and as a writer tell us how you feel annabelle
0: well i just i i find her super annoying um did you did you watch the taylor swift documentary
1: no, I've never, I have, I don't know anything. I've worked with a lot of uh, her same uh, producers and writers in Nashville. Lovely group of people. But no, I don't know about her.
0: I don't know. I feel like Taylor Swift is like, uh, wearing like a human suit. <laughs> like, she's like, this is how to be a person. Um, but anyway, so. Um, I know you don't like it when I slander celebrities on here, so I'm not going to slander it. Knock like yourself out. It's lectures. your segment. It's your segment. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. I'll save it for another another day. This one actually sent me over the edge, like, with laughter. Um, Kylie Jenner's factory workers claim they're banned from looking her in the eye when she <laughs> comes to visit the factory. Um... So it says here that the workers at Spatz Laboratories, located in Oxnard, California, the manufacturer of Kylie Cosmetics, work in horrific conditions, which is a completely another subject. But there's this one woman that's Irene that's come forward to talk to the Sun News. um, And she says she would come by and watch us work to see what we did. Okay, seems normal. Before they would come in, our supervisors would tell us, you are not allowed to talk with them. You guys are supposed to keep on working. You guys are not allowed to take any pictures or ask any questions. We had to be quiet and continue working. They would come around and just watch us on machines filling up the makeup tubes. They wouldn't talk to us. They never talked to me. They would talk to the leads and just walk around and look at everything. It's not like she didn't see what the conditions were. So, over oh, here it says it was messed up we were doing her product and we couldn't even talk to her we couldn't see her and if we're doing her product all the work is on us she should be aware of that so it sounds to me like Irene doesn't really understand the job description this so this to me is so fascinating is like I'm sorry did you do you think that that Kylie Jenner owes you some kind of relationship because you are in fact paid By third party to work in a factory and pack cosmetics. Irene, get over yourself, babe. Get over yourself. But then it sounds like Irene's real problem is that working at Spatz Laboratories is a bit of a shitty job. Um, And it sounds like Irene isn't really made for factory work. Well, it says here, if you don't meet your quota, by the end of the day you're going to be laid off. Um, And... She felt degraded. Uh, Twelve-hour days. They so don't get rests. You know, it's all of this typical exploitation of cheap labor stuff, which yeah. is, that, for me, should be the real story in this conversation. Not is that, that Kylie that, didn't. Yeah, is that people that work in factories are still being treated like it's the Victorian times, and people that are out in the fields picking fruit aren't provided with free sunscreen, sun hats, water, uh, masks when there are fires and they're still paid like two dollars a day like Mm. that should be the conversation but why would the daily mail or the sun talk about that you know god forbid that people should start uh thinking that maybe they should have some dignity in their lives and some rights um so sorry irene that you didn't get your picture with kylie and you weren't allowed to look at her that's very sad and sorry to Um, the sun
1: that they blamed it all on kylie jenner and totally misled that article which could have actually been constructive
0: completely so uh shocking a rupert murdoch publication is uh full of shit what a shock okay so (laughs) a bit of of royal news (gasps) royal news meg's got a new deal with netflix with her and harry's production company archwell for a show that i believe is going to be animated called pearl which is what her name means in Welsh. Hmm. Uh, Pearl will be going on adventures of self-discovery, and she, I think her character is going to be based on influential and important women throughout history. Um, feminism, yes. Wow. Um,
1: Great. a little
0: bit of a little bit of a plot twist yesterday is that Harry's writing a tale. So you suckers all thought that Megan was going to be the one to throw a spanner in the works, but it turns out Harry is writing it and he said, I'm not going to be writing it as the prince. I'm going to be writing it as Harry. Husband, father, uh, or whatever he said. He was just all like, he was all just like snap, snap, bitches. Yeah, he does, um, yeah,
1: he's all about this. He was real business on that Oprah thing.
0: Yeah, he's gone rogue. Absolutely, Absolutely. love Absolutely. love when a family member goes rogue. I can't believe it. Even <laughs> Even the ones in my family who are completely dysfunctional and, like, make my life hell. Yeah. I'm just like, my dude, you're yeah. fucking crazy. Fucking mad you respect. Are, you are crazy and you're just going your own way. Um, Front row seat best for wishes, it. <laughs> best wishes to whatever the outcome is of that, but... I can't
1: um, wait to read Harry's book. Can I pre-order it?
0: It's not even written know. yet. It's not even written can yet. You, I want to pre-order it. Can you imagine... The amount of money he's getting paid for
1: that. Uh, well, good for them because he's been committed to carving out his own way for him and his family, and I'm happy for any monetary uh, opportunities that come their way. Are we keeping you awake, Annabelle? <laughs> She's over there fucking yawning. Jesus Christ! I can't wait to re- uh, to write my tell-all book. It's going to be fabulous because I... are
0: not going to You keep saying this. You're not going to tell anything. You're too private. Oh, I you won't will. Even- you what? when are you gonna do this because in like 30 years uh, <laughs> i have to I could do this podcast for 30 years for you literally to say any fucking thing
1: yes i have to wait till everybody's dead i can't tell everything i want to
0: tell yet if i fucking die before this book comes out <laughs> i am gonna haunt you literally within an inch of your life <laughs> i'll be livid all right i'm gonna become a I'm going to become a poltergeist just for you. From the desk of Lucy. All right. The
1: first hot story is a London actress named Abby Bella says that she hopes to normalize interspecies dating between humans and aliens. Okay. So... (laughs) You can't make me laugh. (laughs) My bronchitis. She claims that she fell for an alien after it swept her into its UFO and right off of her feet. Okay, so she's been super bored by the pandemic. She says she's unimpressed by the offerings on Earth when it comes to men. And she joked online about wanting an alien to abduct her.
0: Abduct me, Daddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And on May 31st, she claims that she heard a voice in her dreams that commanded her to wait in the usual spot by her window. Right after midnight, a flying saucer swept into view. And before she knew it, she wasn't in her bedroom. She was beamed up to the UFO. She says she encountered five aliens on the UFO. They were tall and slender. She she couldn't see them clearly. There was one that connected with her. She's gushing about this. She's describing the feelings as being in love times 100. She says, I didn't get his name, but we feel exactly the same about each other.
0: She didn't get his name, though.
1: No. So, sadly, it dropped her off after 20 minutes. She's really, really upset about the gaping differences between aliens and Earth men. She's saying that the aliens give us extra quality and care, and men on Earth just tell lies and have double standards.
0: She was only with him for 20 minutes. She was only with this man for 20 minutes. So what is she talking about? you just don't get it, Annabelle. Don't hate, okay? All right, so that is our, our top story
1: tonight. This one, nothing has ever been meant for you more because you know how you love your McDonald's chicken nuggies.
0: If you're going to actually say something bad about them, fuck off.
1: No, no, no. It's nothing bad. Actually, I want to go get them right after we record this. Here (laughs) is the headline. Iowa man calls in a bomb threat because he didn't get sauce for his chicken McNuggets. Only in Iowa. Police say an Iowa man attempted to get revenge on his McDonald's after he was shafted out of sauce for his chicken McNuggets. He allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee.
0: (laughs) Sounds like there were drugs involved. (laughs) Sounds like a Lucy Walsh move. Yeah. He tried to flip the tables, but they're attached to the floor at McDonald's, so he couldn't. So he he just said, I'm going to blow you up. Exactly. He's
1: 42 years old. He called them after he had left and, and threatened to... Drop a bomb on the place. Where is he
0: getting his bomb? And where is he dropping it? Where is he dropping it from? He was arrested. Okay. And then
1: he was released because his bail was paid.
0: That's actually stressed me out. Um, Right. That was <laughs> great news. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Both, all the news was
1: excellent today.
0: All right. So today we are talking about red flags red
1: flags people we've all seen them we've all seen them we've all we've all ignored them them. (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about it
0: let me just let me just pull up my notes oh okay uh
1: yes we have ample notes on this subject because we are experts in red flags and ignoring and ignoring red flags does anybody ever actually pay attention to red flags
0: yeah me now but never before in my life and i literally only think it's because i've gone through what i've gone through i'm just like i don't have fucking time for this i honestly think we get sent the same lesson again and again and in a different form you know until we learn the lesson and then every now and again you're gonna get reminders from the universe saying did you is this sticking you Mm -hmm. know I, i believe that anyway you know i know that i've seen the same man in my life again and again and again and I've seen him in my family I've seen him in my romantic life I've seen him in my work life until I learned the lesson me too um let's get into red flags in a romantic relationship um we heard a lot from you guys yeah we
1: heard a lot from people thank you for writing in I feel like um we should talk about what a red flag is the definition of a red flag a red flag is used as a warning of danger a warning
0: of danger. One crops up in your relationship. Little red flag. Somebody does something that is that is sparking a instinct in you, a reaction, something that's telling you, huh, this seems
1: off. I'm glad you just used the word instinct. Wouldn't you say that's what a red flag is? That feeling that comes up is actually your intuition speaking to you and telling you something. Yeah. I think we're yeah, in the something. habit of bulldozing over our intuition.
0: No, I mean everything in the world is designed for us not to listen to ourselves, like binge watching television, binge eating, uh I know I'm like obsessed with it, but like the world has turned into Costco. It's all instant gratification. It's you know, there's no time to sit and reflect and mull things over. It's all next, 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 next. And because we live in this instant gratification culture and society uh, sometimes what's more important than is this a healthy relationship is this good for me is this what I really want it's the let me just skip to the bit where it's the idea of what I want and I'm just going to shoehorn it into being that at whatever cost and I want people to see it as what I you know want it to be and I want to feel the way I want to feel about it regardless of what the facts are of the relationship regardless of the dynamic um you know one thing that obviously I have been thinking about as far as relationships are and romantic relationships is like I have been in two long-term relationships the last one was a marriage Mm -hmm. never in my life did I think I was going to be dating again
1: Mm. and yeah of
0: course not you know and when I got into my first long-term relationship dating apps weren't a thing no and then I quickly got into my relationship I kind of relationship hopped at that point into my marriage and so I've never I mean well I was on Raya for a summer between my ex you were? And, and Ryan yeah I was on Raya and that was so funny and stupid and <laughs> the people on there are like way too gorgeous for me to be on there I felt very much out of my depth how many dates did you go on? i went on no dates it's terrifying these men were they were intimidatingly good looking i was like i can't i i just no i couldn't yeah it's too scary for me
1: don't people post
0: like pictures of themselves 20 years ago and stuff no there's like really sexy men on there and i can't i don't know how to act around like if i fancy somebody i don't know how to act right you want to talk about getting your pussy (laughs) on straight My pussy has left the building if I'm around a handsome man. I'm literally just like, I can't, my words don't come out. Well, maybe you need to order our
1: get your pussy on straight phone case so that you can remind yourself. I already have. (laughs) (laughs) One of our merch
0: items. But the point that I'm making is that dating apps and all that has put us in this instant gratification society and mindset when it comes to love and and romance, and intimacy, and I see people I know spending two weeks talking to somebody constantly nonstop on the phone that they've never met before, Mm -hmm. and they know everything about them before they've even gone on the first date, which I find to be completely dysfunctional. You know, so much of falling in love with somebody is the slow process of getting to know them. This constant communication and divulging of every fact about oneself before you've even met this person. Mm Of course you're not going to have a, a positive outcome. You know, I would say nine out of ten times. You know, a lot of people have, do find relationships and get married and engaged from these apps. But I just see my friends getting so disheartened. People think that sharing every fact about your life is intimacy.
1: And that's actually not what intimacy is at all. No. Intimacy is no. those human moments. And you can't get that from the internet. And that takes time. There aren't shortcuts it, takes, and it time. takes time. You
0: have to lay the groundwork. And also attraction, physical attraction, builds through spending time with somebody. Yeah. You know, it's a fact. It's like, you know, for instance, with Ryan Brady, I remember very well getting to know him as coworkers and then friends And I didn't fancy him at first, Mm -hmm. physically. And then I remember the very moment that I did. I was at Mel's diner and he was doing some elaborate story and just like (laughs) gesticulating and being so wacky and crazy. And I was just like, oh no, I fancy this man. Oh my God, and that was from hundreds of hours of phone calls and yeah. seeing each other and a few times at work meetings and dinners and things. The intimacy was built on the phone and yeah. the attraction was built over the course of many meetings. And it's, of course, you're going to swap. It's like, no, I'm not my type, not my type, not my type. Not. Okay, well, bitch, you don't know he's your type until you've seen the way he looks um, at when the sun is setting or the way he holds his fork or, you know... What does his, how does he react to a good wine? Or what, how does he brush his hair out his face? Or what's his little quirks? Like, those are the things that form physical attraction for yeah. me and, and then create intimacy. Um, yeah. It, it ties into last week's episode
1: because we were talking about the disconnect from self with spirit. Everything's designed for us to look outward. Outward, 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 and instead of inward. And this leads right to red flags in relationships. When you do connect to self, you can hear your own voice and you are in touch with your intuition and you can actually Mm. recognize red flags. So it's no wonder we're not good at recognizing red flags because we're not listening to ourselves. Yeah,
0: trusting your instinct.
1: Exactly. It's trusting your instincts and it exists in every relationship, whether it's romantic or not. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into the romantic first. We had a lot of great write-ins. Yeah, what I sticks love out your to you guys'
0: responses. Um, the first one I've got written down here, which is really good, is when they act different around other people than they do when they're at home with you. Um, yeah. I think that that's a really Scary situation to be in and I've been in that situation before where I was with a guy who We would go out and we would go to parties and stuff and it was like I didn't exist and When I confronted him about it He'd be like I just want to be with somebody who can like be independent and go to the party and just mingle around on their own and do their own thing and I was like, yeah, I can do that and I wanna do that, but I'd also like to spend time with you at the party and have a drink with you and talk to people with you and have ex- the experience with you. We've come to this party together. And I was made to feel like I was like clingy, crazy, insecure, um, lacking in independence because I wanted to spend time with this man at a party. Yeah. Um So it was like, when we were out, it was just like, yeah, 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 you're like my buddy, my chum, whatever. And then when it was behind closed doors, love of my life, can't get enough of you, I'm obsessed with you, I'm addicted to you. Mm. That is very confusing. and Very. It's a huge red flag in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he wanted it both ways. He wanted his cake and eat it too, as they say. Have you ever had that? Um, no, I haven't been with a romantic partner that, that's done that. Were there a lot of other things that went along with that? What other kind of red flags came along in that relationship? And let me ask you, how long did you stay there? And did you take that red flag into account and actually make decisions from it? Or did you just allow it to happen?
0: So in my past what I've done is I very much like let the red flags tot up and then I reach my breaking point and I'm out and that is not the best way to handle things it's definitely been a move of mine where I'll just I'm out when Mm. I'm out I'm out I'm done you're not going to hear from me again it's over like don't like snip snip.
1: So was there and, any constructive conversation where you tried to handle of that course, with, with the of person? Course, yeah, I mean, I, would I, it just turn into I, I, a fight?
0: It would turn into complete gaslighting of me being crazy. insecure. Yeah. And crazy and, like, um, and then I would just be like, oh, my God, yeah, I am being insecure. Like, I should be able to just go and be at the party by myself and whatever, whatever, you know. And then on the flip side of that, I think um when a guy is really nice to you when you're out and in front of other people and then behind closed doors is cold to you and doesn't treat you well
1: mm, you yeah, know that's not
0: yeah. it's not um an okay situation it's a huge red flag and something that if you are experiencing like you need to bounce out of that and i think this is one of the things that it took me a long time to understand about dysfunctional or abusive people is that 95% of the time these are lovely people
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my experience mm-hmm. but that 5% abusive kind of manipulative gaslighting behaviour yeah, can ruin your life and, and, and shadow everything and it's so um, toxic that it rots everything from like the foundations in the ground to the top and it takes time but it 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 will rot the whole structure eventually yes yes um and i think that that's just something to really really be aware of is is that yeah i see one red flag okay i see another one okay well you know, soon the whole house is going to be painted red. <laughs> exactly.
1: I think when you trust yourself enough to trust what you're getting and what you're feeling and what's right for you, your boundaries, and you bring it up with the person to have a constructive conversation about it, and they don't respond well to that, I think that's mm. out. I think that's, that's a red flag. Gotta go. That's time. a
0: fucking red flag. If every time you try and raise something with your romantic partner and they're turning it around and making it about something that's wrong with you it's like that's a fucking red flag yes um and actually in answer to your question what made me realize that i had become completely desensitized to all of this stuff and had been ignoring all of these red flags was going out for a drink with an old school friend who i thought was gay and So I wasn't thinking it was, like, any type of thing. Like, I was just reconnecting with an old school friend. I thought he was gay. Mm. Turns out he wasn't. And we had a really, really, like, strong spark when we went out for this drink. And I was still in that relationship. And the drink turned into dinner. The dinner turned into ice cream and walking around Soho and whatever. And over the course of that evening, the way that that man treated me and spoke to me in relation to the person behind the counter at the ice cream place or the waitress or uh, over dinner. That is one of the things that made me realize like, wait a minute when I'm out with this man that I've been with, I'm not being treated right. This is how it's meant to feel and how it's, how I'm meant to be related to mm-hmm. in order in, you know, in respect to like other people outside of our dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big eye opener for me and it like really fucking shocked me Um, and I actually expressed it to my friend that I was with that night and I said this is really like throwing me for a loop and um, and he said to me (laughs) something I'll never forget he said are you going to be in this situation a year from now and my stomach dropped wow were you able to answer that no, but the answer inside of me was screaming, no. Right. No, 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 no. I cannot be in this a year from now. Yeah. I couldn't say it because I was still so in it with this. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's so tricky. That's what happens um, is your intuition is going to tap lightly. It's going to whisper to you mm-hmm. and then it's going to speak and then it's going to start raising its voice and then it's going to be screaming scream. at you, yeah. punching you. It's going to punch you in the face until you wake <sighs> up. If you betray yourself to continue in the situation when the red flags are clear and your intuition is screaming at you, you will create a living hell for yourself and a danger zone. To forsake Mm. yourself to get that love, no matter
0: what, or that idea of love, like the idea of of it,
1: exactly. It's not. It's not love. So you couldn't say that then because you weren't ready yet, you weren't willing yet to protect yourself above what you were getting from that person.
0: Well, above him. Next one, unwillingness to make quality time together. What do you think about that, Lucy?
1: Unwillingness to make quality time together. If people wanna see you, they'll make time.
0: Do you know what, Lucy? We're all fucking busy. That's right,
1: if they go out of communication Claiming that they're busy, that is a major red flag. First of all, they're implying that they're busy and you're not, like you're saying, Annabelle. Yeah. And second, if you want to connect with somebody, you will. We all know the difference. We're not stupid. Yeah,
0: I think I think this one's really interesting, for sure. I was recently uh, chatting with a man, and um, this was a big one, which was like, he was just busy all the time. And like I just said
1: to you, we're all it, busy. It's called emotionally unavailable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called um, it's called he's not busy, he's unavailable. Exactly. for you. Move on. Um, and I actually changed his name in in my phone to unavailable for you. I love <laughs> just, that. Not like dickhead, not shitface, no, no. not fuckface, like nothing. Like just to remind myself, like this person is unavailable for you, and exactly. that goes for a man or a woman or a friend or whatever it is. It's like. Oh, sorry, I didn't text you back for three days. I've been so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Okay, I don't fucking care. My husband and my best friend just died and I'm still finding time to text you, you fucking piece of shit. When I did hear from him occasionally or whatever it was, or when I would find myself going to reach out to this man to text him to be like, hey, how's it going? His name would come up, unavailable for you. And it would just stop me immediately. So I'm like, bitch, you're really gonna walk into this thing where you are just literally setting yourself up for somebody to disappoint you I've had enough disappointments in the last year of my life. I cannot take another fucking man disappointing me. I'm sorry, I can't. Mm -hmm. And so this one is like really, I've lived this one now like recently and I can really feel it. And the one thing I'll say, and especially about this dynamic with this guy is, now that I'm not speaking with him anymore, I've realized that all of the signs were there. All of the red flags were there from the beginning, from day one, my instinct was like immediately uh, can't telling me. We always see it from when we get oh past God. it, can't we? It's so When clear. I go through when I go through my journals with every guy I've ever spoken to, every guy I've ever been with that's been dysfunctional or toxic or whatever or unavailable, from the first time I write about them in the journal, the red flag is there. And it never Somebody wrote in and said this. The problems you have at the beginning are the problems you will have until the dying fucking day. Exactly. Of the They're not gonna change. This man, he never lied never lied to me. He never misled me. Whee! Well... <laughs> I was there for it too. Okay. I say okay. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little. There was a little bit. <laughs> was of a little misleading. misleading. Little going on. but like he never lied to me. But he was. Here's the thing w- that I didn't do, and this has <laughs> been a huge lesson for me in the world of red flags and and men and whatever is. Listen very carefully to the words somebody is using. Yeah. Because not once did this man tell me anything that wasn't true to his behavior or who he was i chose to hear it and interpret it in Mm. the way i wanted to to project it to be the thing that i wanted to hear and i wanted to experience and i wanted to see he didn't lie to me he didn't really do anything wrong i mean he did whatever he did i'm not okay but he (laughs) but he no i understand what you're saying i understand i chose to to make it into something that it wasn't exactly he let me know that he was unavailable for me he let me know that he wasn't gonna be texting me or making time for me he let me know Everything. I just chose to run past those red flags like I was doing a goddamn relay race. Isn't it fascinating? So many times girlfriends will
1: come to you and, and, and tell you what he said and they'll go, so he said this. What do you think it means? And it's like, girl, are you It done? means what he said. It means he's not into you. He's telling you. He is telling you. And we still don't get it. No, no. You cannot see it when you're in it. And as a friend, sometimes you feel bad. You just want to, like, let them live out their fantasy because they're not going to listen to anything.
0: No, they're not. I just had, literally, I just saw a friend I hadn't seen in ages. And she started telling me about this man that she's been speaking to and seeing exact same situation. She's known this guy for 10 years. They've been friends, blah, 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 the whole thing. It was, like, verbatim, my experience, And I was like, "Wait, what's this guy's name?" And we both started laughing. (laughs) It was word like word for word, action for action, same thing. Like this is a type of person, and
1: yeah, it's called emotional. We talked about it, she
0: actually like she actually responded to one of the um little the red flag thing on my story, and she was like laughing. Oh really? Um because she's like checked out of it now like she's oh, finally good. this week she's like checked out and I'm like good I'm glad you have like it was hard to see you doing that thing that, that I just did and trying to it's tell you something like, like watch even, people even when we had lunch she was like well you know he you know there's like a surgery coming up and and you know I'm just going to see how it goes after the surgery oh, and I'm like no. so you're going to hope that like maybe he's going to wake up from the surgery and be like a different person or like what is it that you're is it, a, is it a lobotomy that he's gonna be having? Yes. Yeah. Because. <laughs> I know, it's not, the, the fucking surgery's not changing jack shit.
1: Why do we do this? You're willing to accept scraps from a table rather than have a seat at the table and eat a full course meal. You would rather, you're willing to sit on the floor under the table and accept scraps that people might drop from their meal. That is a self esteem issue.
0: It is. It's that whole like t- accepting crumbs, it's like a pat on the head. Do you know what, this is my motherfucking table and I'll let you know when you can take a seat at my table. And that is my attitude now.
1: Yes, I'm not me going too. From a
0: man I'm not going from a man like Ryan Brady who treated me like I was the most important thing in his life. Mm-hmm. Because you were. I'm not, I'm not, sorry. Yeah, no. Standards your, are higher, your bars seat, been raised. Your seat is at the <laughs> head
1: of the table.
0: Yeah. And I'll let you know if you can take a seat. You know, it's not like it's not exactly. like that. Um, so that is a really good one because yeah, if is. somebody isn't making time for you or they're busy or whatever it is, I'm sorry, babe. It's because they're not interested in you. And there's nothing. And here's the thing. My friend said this to me the other day, and I did this to myself as well with this other man's. Is what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why aren't Why aren't I interesting enough? Do you know what? It's got nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with you. It's got nothing to do with me. This is this type of person. My friend said to me, you know, and I did this as well. You know, one day maybe they're just going to, he's going to meet a girl that makes him like change. And who said
1: somebody actually said
0: that? Yeah, she said that because. <laughs> oh, no, but she said that. And that's the thing. I said, babe... I
1: understand. I understand. I'm not of laughing Of course. At I her. felt.
0: No, I felt I'm that just, way as well. Yeah. I, f- I felt that way in that situation. Well, like, that's well, what women do. Like, we think that
1: we're going to change maybe them.
0: There's, there's other girls going to, like, make him you know, act the way that I just wish she would with me, and it's just because I'm not, I'm not good I'm enough. I'm not
1: this take... or that, if I could only no, figure it out. No, it's
0: not. You are not deficient. This is not a deficiency in you. This is that. This is not a match for you. And actually, what I've come to realise now is that that person, that man, wasn't good enough for me. Because if he was good enough for me, he would have fucking texted back. If he was good enough for me, who would have taken me out for dinner if it was good enough for me it wouldn't have been so hard
1: what you just described is my lifelong pattern that i've drawn in because of my father because when my dad left when i was a kid i took it on myself i said oh it's because i wasn't good enough i wasn't this i wasn't that it's a it's a low self-esteem issue so yeah. my pattern of, of, of pulling men in doesn't have to do with the men. It's because that is where I was vibrating and so that's what I was attracting over and over to work out that lesson, like you said. When I started to handle my relationship with my dad, I pulled in a different kind of man because I changed. Therefore, mm-hmm. everything in my life started to attract differently and Will came into my life, a man who mm-hmm. cherishes me. And that was because I started to handle the core relationship with my father. Not in speaking to my dad because it wasn't. Yeah. It had nothing to do with my dad. It was within, within me. yourself. It was yeah. with reclaiming my power, knowing that I didn't do anything wrong to make that person go away.
0: It's in you and that's the thing. As much as... The, the deficiencies aren't in you the answer is in you the yeah. work that needs to be done is in you and the work isn't making yourself more x y and z to be more approachable or acceptable or interesting to this man or this woman the work is valuing yourself enough to know that this situation isn't good enough for you and this person isn't good enough for you yeah it's not meeting your standards so it's time to keep it moving you know this man is, is never going to be changed by woman. What's going to happen is he's going to meet a woman who can put up with his behavior. Yeah, And that, you know, God bless that woman. Yeah. Um, is all I have to say about that. There's a wonderful so- book that's a,
1: a Kabbalistic book uh, in the study of Kabbalah, for those who know that. Um, it's called The Spiritual Rules of Engagement. And it talks about how to date spiritually. And it talks about these things. It says... A man's only purpose is to spread light, to spread light in the world. He literally does it with his sperm, and -hmm. that's the concept of a man's purpose in the world. A woman's role is different. A woman's role is to cultivate, to nurture, to nourish. So a woman cannot change the way that a man spreads his light. All she can do is decide if the way he spreads his light is going to work for her.
0: And nourish her.
1: Yes, and if it's not going to, then let him go. He's not the man for you. But you cannot, yep. and that's the mistake women make. And men, I'm sure. People. They try, they, they they think that they can change the way that somebody is spreading their light. Last thing I want to say before you read another one. This is no moral judgment. Red flags do not mean that somebody is a good or a bad person. No. Because, look, we all, we all, we have shown red flags to somebody we've been dating. <laughs> oh my, none of God. us, none of us are exempt, okay? We all have narcissistic tendencies. We're all assholes sometimes. We all could mm. do we all could do better when it comes to mm. white lies or being on time or treating people nice in public. We are simply discussing this fact of intuition and how it speaks to us at the beginning and getting in the habit of listening to it,
0: right? Yeah. Definitely. I'm very interested in something I've been thinking about a lot recently and reading about is the divine masculine. What's that? Um, It's, let me get the exact, let me not fuck this up. (laughs) You know, I'm very interested in the divine masculine moving forward. The divine masculine is a leader with his divine feminine and within his community. He does not lead by accumulating power or control, but rather leads from a place of love and security. The divine masculine doesn't see leadership as hierarchy. Oh, I like the sound of that. Where does this come from? Where did you find this concept? Well, Jeff and I talk about it a lot because we talk about what I think in sort of lay terms would be considered toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. Jeff is Annabelle's
1: therapist for all of you who
0: are joining us for the first time.
1: I always feel the need to say that. (laughs)
0: Um, And we talk about that a lot and part of that conversation and obviously before what the modernization of that is toxic, blah, blah, blah. The opposite of that is the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So Mm. let's look at what the divine feminine is. The divine feminine is connected to the moon, the sun, the stars and the earth. She is in unison with her inner self and hears all the prophecies of her body. The divine feminine never fights against her own nature and is our wisest side, the core of our intuition and knowledge. So I'm just really interested in that at the minute.
1: The way the world should be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to next Can this we just
1: um, please mention a few of these hilarious ones? Somebody wrote in and said uh, a red flag is someone who doesn't listen to the Lucy and Annabelle show. So, you huge know what? Huge red
0: flag, you guys. I, that's a huge, huge red, flag. red flag.
1: Run, run, get out now if they don't listen.
0: My God. Okay, so these are good. Um, nitpicking, like henpecking, being overly critical. Um, God, I fucking hate that. I hate being um, subjected to it, and I hate watching it. There is nothing more cringe to me in this life than like being at dinner with friends or being out with people and watching somebody, whether it's a female friend or a male friend like henpecking their partner and criticizing and being like that's not right or you don't say it like that or you know humiliating their partner basically i totally understand what you mean
1: virgos are so difficult
0: i know virgos is that what it is (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
1: no i'm teasing i'm teasing virgos we love our virgos come on now come on
0: it's the bigger stuff where it's just like where you're 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 willing to humiliate your partner in order to be right about something or correct them about something. And it's just that to me is the grossest, most unattractive, small dick energy thing I can think. That's of. nasty. <laughs> N- that's just nasty. Nasty, nasty.
1: Um,
0: what about this? What do you think about this? Too clingy. Too clingy. Well, you know we were. Have d- you ever had? Have you ever had somebody too clingy? <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. I have. I have, but it's not their fault. Because they were just...
0: No, because they're sweet. I know,
1: they're sweet. Like, no, it's not their fault. It's In the past, I was very hurtful to partners who were clingy. I really punished them for it. I, I was very cold and... I caused a lot of pain, I think, that I really regret now. So as I've gotten older, I try to be very compassionate for what people yeah. need and very gentle with people. Mm. And that's a big lesson I've learned. One, one relationship in particular was a lovely, lovely man. He's so kind. And I absolutely ruined him because he was so... He was so clingy for my for my needs, and it got to the point where he he you know he was like the woman, and I was like the man, and that's not a good way to feel. It's uncomfortable for both of you, and nobody's done anything wrong. You're just different people, and when you but you were a bitch about it. I was a bitch about it exactly. I was not compassionate. I was not nice to him in the breakup and I've always really regretted that. We've stayed friends, but I've always felt that, that guilt. I've always felt like I don't deserve to be friends yeah. with him because I mistreated his heart. And that's something I think is important above all, is that no matter what, even if you are totally different than someone and you know it's not gonna work, be kind, be gentle. Yeah. Somebody's heart yeah. is a valuable thing. Mm. People's hearts are valuable, and they need to be treated with love and understanding and kindness, even when you're breaking up with them. Mm. So yeah, that's what that's I got really, from that relationship. Thought, to be fair. Yeah, it's really important. We all know how devastating it is when somebody mistreats our own heart, and I don't want to impart, I don't want to pass that pain on ever again, mm. even if the person is evil to me. Well, maybe if they're evil, but, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to be mindful of that. I can get quite cold. Um, Ice queen. In a relationship, like I can too. I'm like that. I'm like, don't. I don't want to shower with you. Please don't touch me in bed. It's too hot. All that kind of stuff. And then in the past, instead of just saying that, like in a nice way, being like, "Hey, you know, I get really hot in bed," or just this is my like exactly. resting There's the story a nice time. Way to I don't say God, there's a nice way to say it instead of just be like, can you not fucking talk? Like, can you get off me? Oh, my
1: God. It's not necessary to speak like it's this. It's not. And I, it has a lot to do with tone. With tone. Yeah, it really does. And I don't want to say too much about any parental... <laughs> parentals of mine, but the tone in my household sometimes growing up was very, like, tight and hard, like this. Like, don't do that kind of thing. And... Yeah. That was just because of the way that my parents were raised by their parents, because we pass these things down, and so my tone gets very hard and tight like that sometimes, and Mm I I have to watch it. And Will will say to me like, "Can you please speak differently to me right now? Like, don't use that tone with me." And I have to go. Oh my! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, can you please pass the mayonnaise?
0: Dare you fucking speak to an English man with a tone when asking for the mayonnaise? Pass the mayonnaise. What is wrong with you? Fucking shit! It's just, it doesn't belong. Mayonnaise is for English people only. So the fact that he's even gonna pass it to you, he's giving you a gift. I know, I know. Yeah, so that that's the big one. That clingy. I had the opposite. I was I, I was in a house where it was like no, no, really, just like, just like floppy floopy doopy lovey-dovey no boundaries like free love like ooh, you know just all like that so my the reason i'm like that is that classic thing of like i feel like you either become it or you become the opposite or you, of it. Yeah, i think it's because of it. that because i just be like oh get the fuck away from me like and don't touch me don't look at me that's all follow me around
1: yeah that's the other thing about what we consider red flags is You don't know somebody's life and what has made them this way. We all have these defense mechanisms in place that look like red flags on the outside. And that's what comes from spending time together, not getting to know each other on a dating app but actually spending time. You get to know each other's lives and your past and your history and what makes somebody who they are. And then the red flags make more sense. Now, the bottom line is, when you come together to talk about it, if the person's not receptive, that is not going to work.
0: That's the real red flag.
1: Why are you covering Um, your hands and rocking back and forth during this conversation?
0: Um, Because I'm hot and it's like, this is like really stressing me out. Not in a bad way, just in a like, just in a like way, like it's just stressful. You know, this is just a confronting... Conversation and you know, I'm not married anymore, and so, uh, so you're starting over, do you feel like?
1: Yeah, I and you're gonna have to go through red flags all over again. Yeah,
0: I'm just thinking, fuck, fuckity, fuck shits. Well, why don't you know, we move I, over
1: to the friendship category to give you no, some no, relief no, right no, now? No, I, I
0: don't, it's not, can't uh, avoid my reality. You know it is what it is, but yeah, I know, um, okay, I know. Let's just
1: see if there's. I know it's um a tender thing for you right now, Annabelle. I I understand that. It I can't
0: even. Well, it's just it's just something to imagine. Adjust to is an is like, <sighs> There is is all of this, and it's fine. It's, I think it. I think it's more intense for me because I was number one you know i was treated so well that i've almost forgotten how bad it can be out there <laughs> Fucking <laughs> so, A. you said it that is um, so true so i th- so i'm getting stressed out okay all right all right i'm sweating enough and this is stressing me out so let's move on to friendship stuff let's visit um, the old
1: friendship realm
0: wow you know what <sighs> this is going to be spicy for you this this round Oh, no. And what I'll say is, I don't know. I feel like friendship breakups and friendship problems are almost worse than romantic problems. I get so sad when I've had stuff with friends in the past, and it's really rare for me. I don't really get in fights with people, really. So yeah. the friendship stuff stresses me out. It makes me really sad. Really. Uh, yeah, it really does. When I have problems with friends and. Um, I think maybe because it's like really rare for me as well that when it does happen I'm just like whoa what's happening I know you know I think for
1: for most of my life I wasn't aware that red flags existed in relation in, in uh, friendships in friendships yeah, yeah I think does anybody else feel that way who's listening like I just that was invisible to me I just thought no you you just become friends with
0: and you put up with everything and you
1: put up with everything exactly you're supposed to love your friends that's something that fucks with you. you you're supposed to love people and be understanding Ooh, that's another lie to the self that makes you accept red flags
0: damn this one is savage and it's pretty spicy for me what when you were the person making all the effort Oh or you're the one always checking it checking in, how are you? And then you realise, you know, I feel like there's always that point in the relationship where you realise like fucking hell, if I didn't text this person and check in, I would never hear from them. And that's always a really sad moment. I I when I love somebody and care about them, I really invest in them. Like I will I will invest everything into you. Mhm but only for certain people and that's the thing is because I am quite wary of people when I do find a person that I connect with and then I get disappointed by them or hurt by them I take it way too personally and Mm -hmm. way too deep Mm -hmm. I think and I don't really do very well with disappointment well here's the thing guess what i'm gonna be upsetting people too i'm gonna be disappointing people mm-hmm. too it's, yeah. it's a two-way street exactly. it's just i just feel when i'm in that zone i'm just like oh my god it's like i'm so i'm so wounded you know and mm-hmm. it's it's um i find the friend stuff really hard really really hard but anyways when you're the person making all the effort i feel like we've all been there i mean gotta step
1: back at a certain point and go if I wasn't keeping this thing alive it would be dead so Mm. what and that is a really sad realization to have it's a, it's Mm. a difficult one that really is I find what goes along with you always being the one to make the plans and I know you're gonna think I'm talking about you Annabelle and including you in this I'm not you exempt because we do the podcast at your house what goes into this topic for me as well is when you always hang out at one person's house and it's not balanced where the plan i completely agree i hate that that to me is a red flag because not not even not against not anything to do with them but for myself i know that i'm giving my power away
0: it's on their terms it's on
1: their terms exactly
0: No, I don't take it personally at all. Like I come, I drive to LA, you drive to my house. That's like the deal. Do you know what I mean? That's how we... You and
1: I record the podcast at your house. That's how it goes. It's easy. We know the deal. We know the drill. Also... I've got AC. You have AC (laughs) and I don't. Oh my God. We tried to do the podcast at my house the first time and we were (laughs) drenched.
0: Because we can't have an AC machine, it has to be central air, otherwise you can hear it.
1: We just ended up laying on my bed with Ivy Puss and drinking <laughs> champagne instead. So that wasn't going to work. But also you've been through a major loss where you're not going to venture far from home for the time being. And mm. so you are not who I'm talking about. But yeah, I find that I've, yeah, no, I know I've that. done that. And we talk about this too, how there's different dynamics in friendships where there's always, there's like an alpha friend usually who's like right. setting the tone yeah. for everything. And then there's yeah. people following that. That's just the way humans are. Yeah. It happens naturally in, yeah. in a tribe.
0: Yeah. I think that it's, I don't know that I would describe it as giving my power away more than as much as just a mutual respect of like, I don't want to always be the one driving 45 minutes or i don't always want to be the one having to like shuffle my shit around and you know schlep over to wherever the fuck you live or whatever it is but i also know that i do have friends who i love being at their houses and i would actually rather be at their house.
1: yeah that happens too of
0: course you know so so it's interesting and then also the house i grew up in is very much like a hub and everyone comes there mm-hmm. and wants to be there. So I've been on both ends of it, do you know what I mean? I've been on the end where it's like, everyone wants to come to your house and I've been on the end where I'm like, you know what I don't really, really don't want to fucking do today is drive from East LA to fucking Hollywood mm-hmm. is what I don't want to do today. Um, yeah, I've been
1: on both ends of it too, I suppose. I think yeah. you just said it perfectly. What we are talking about ultimately is relationships built on mutual respect.
0: Mm. It does hurt me when I when I have that realization like if I don't reach out they wouldn't be reaching out. Yeah, that's a tough and one. And then the other thing with effort that has that has been I've thought about this a lot since I've lived in America obviously because to maintain my friendships in England and in other places it takes a lot of effort. This is why your friendship circle should really be small, because friendships that are healthy and good and nourishing take a lot of work mm. and a lot of time and attention. They don't just grow on their own, you know, I, I personally feel. Um, and when you're far away from people, you're not having that day-to-day interaction with them. You're not meeting here, you're not at the pub at the weekend, you're not at the cinema, you're not doing bits and bobs together so you don't have that level of connection that's just from bopping around together and having shared experiences so one of the things in a long distance friendship that I've realized is you know and that hurts my feelings is like I'll share something with somebody whether it's music or a podcast or a book and I I want you to read it I want you to listen to it I want you to tell me because i want us to connect about something That's yeah, an intimacy you know and that's something that i've really really realized and and you know i'll make the effort to watch youtube channels that my friends like that i'm not interested in or whatever just so i can have something to it's a sharing to to chat about that isn't like oh i'm going to tell you everything about what's going on with me and you're going to tell me everything so just the thing the thing that would replace just being together right you know and So that, for me, goes in the effort category. If your friend's really enthusiastic about something or a band or a podcast, give it a listen or have a flick through the book or just give it a glance so that you have an idea about what they're talking about. I think that that stuff matters. And that is along the lines of something that somebody else said, which is taking an interest in parts of yourself or parts of your friend i should say that are outside of your relationship yeah, with them
1: yeah yeah it's really important It's uh, really important that's the mutual respect and that's investing in each other and caring caring yeah caring about even yeah. even if it's not your cup of tea will and i have yeah. completely opposite interests you know you find ways yeah. to make a relationship work because you, you love each other, friendships or otherwise. It's really important.
0: Yeah. I agree completely. Okay, the next thing ooh this is spice level. Emotional dumping. Oof. A friend calling you and just they're crying or they're just like, Can you know, can you talk? I really need to talk to you and there's just to tell you this whole thing that's happened without just checking in, hey, you know, like at the beginning of the podcast today, I said to you, hey, do you have time for personal chat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just checking in.
1: Exactly. To see
0: if it's okay if I can give you a download on what's been going on with me. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, I don't want to go into this fucking world of, you know, it gets so... um made into such a thing of like consent you know consent goes into moves into this friendship zone. So I was like hello I'm texting you to ask for consent to talk about a situation that happened to me or a trauma disease. it's like no what wait fuck people that. don't actually say that do they oh my god yes they no do. they do it's not like people,
1: people what is really that encourage
0: it. it's just like, I'm not asking for consent <laughs> I'm just want to check in like yo just a minute that? to chat I don't about know what this you're shit saying, which but I was, it sounds I mean, weird about. and if you just said to me like you know, I don't today. Can we talk tomorrow at twelve? Sounds great. Yeah. Let's talk tomorrow when you've got the time and it works for you. You don't just call your mate and go. Uh, I was talking to Sally. Is your focus at this? Can you believe it? And then you're on the phone. You know, driving to your appointment, yeah. or you're picking up your, your granny up. Or exactly. something. You're just like, uh, um, uh.
1: uh. Yeah, I've had, I've gotten, I've had to get a lot better at that and work at it to. Understand that I do not have to be available for everybody all the time when they need me or want my attention. You can absolutely say, you know what? I'm not in a headspace to have this conversation right now. Can we talk in an hour or can we talk tomorrow at noon or whatever you need? You Mm -hmm. do not need to be at the whim of everything and everybody around you. I think Mm. you, Annabelle, have actually helped me be aware of this much more because when you, whenever, whenever you check in with me, and we talk pretty much every day, you always start off with, how are you today? How's your day? How are you feeling? What's going on? And thank you for that because I've started to do this to make sure that all my interactions are the same. It's really important. Yeah. Like business emails where I would usually just jump right in with with the the business at hand, the first couple lines now I really make sure are about the other person, checking mm. in about their life, creating a, a mutual respect in our mm. in our interaction. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you don't just fucking blast somebody. No. You know, there are plenty of times where where I've texted you and you know when it's just us chit chatting back and forth. Hi, how are you? How are you feeling today? All that stuff is very natural for me, but I have the propensity as well to, with business stuff, just blast in, yeah. and frequently I'll, t- 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 or whatever it is, the business stuff or about the pod or whatever it is, and then I go read it back and I go back to the beginning, and I have to remember to go, hey babe, how are you doing? And so I'm not just bombarding your ass with, you know, all this stuff. And I think it's really important to do that. Just check in, Check the temperature of people. Yeah. Read the room. Read
1: the room. Be
0: aware of others and
1: what they're going through. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're not going to achieve anything by just dumping on somebody when they're not invested and when they're not open to it. It's a great thing to ask. I don't know what you're saying about the permission or whatever you just said. I, I don't know if I can go that far. <laughs> but um, just to say, hey, I'd like to ask you a question. Are you open to it? Hey, I want to share something with you. It's going to take a couple minutes. Is that okay?
0: It's a really good Lucy's habit. All, what's what's consent? I, like, I, I, don't I don't
1: understand this consent. Yeah, good. What else do we
0: have? Uh, ooh, possessiveness, controlling, one upping, backhanded comments, oh, no. being reductive, just like neggy, just a neggy Nancy.
1: So, does possessiveness, the first thing I think of is jealousy, which I've had a huge problem with in romantic, really, and and in friendships. Friends, jealous friends are a yeah. nightmare
0: yeah just if if somebody's like oh oh i'm hanging out with lucy oh i didn't know you were hanging out you know it's that so? like oh could we hang out soon like i'm really mm, that stuff it's like okay i uh no, victim I like needing to be yeah, the first yeah, priority yeah.
1: needing to be the only friend needing to be the best friend oh a lot of red flags in there it's messy territory or when they get Miffy that you've got a new friend. Oh yeah. And they're like, oh who's that? I I don't know her. I've never met her. I know. I have friends who have done that to me and I've done that to others. So these are all red flags. That <laughs> oh god. We all need
0: to be aware of. Yeah. Um you know one thing that you do that I find to be really I wouldn't say it's a red flag. It's not. And Layla does it as well. What? It's not a red flag. It's just like It's a pink it's a pink me. flag. <laughs> It's not even a pink flag. It's a freak flag. Well, it's it's like, like you will not mix your friendship groups. No, I don't like, mix anyone just... in my life.
1: No, that gives me such yeah. anxiety. It, it's so weird. No. Why? No. No, why? <laughs> why? Because it's exhausting. Why? Why is it? Because, ugh, I don't even know.
0: My hands are getting hot I thinking would say, about it. I don't even know. I would put this to you it's only exhausting if you're trying to control the situation it's only exhausting if you think that you need to control the situation or manage anyone yeah I that's or what it if is have, like or like have any level of like codependency going on then it's a stressful situation because you can't be okay unless everyone else is okay and you don't want these people to fight and You know, and all of that stuff, and it's like, for me, I'm just like, throw them all together, fucking make friendship soup, some shit's gonna work, some shit's gonna backfire, you know, and it's, you know, and it's like, for me, it's exciting. It's like, if one of my friends hate each other, that's not my problem. Yeah. Yeah, That's not my problem. Right. You're grown-ups, figure it out.
1: Yeah, I guess it's because... Like you, I'm very selective about my friends at this point in my life and I don't have tons of friendships and I cultivate each friendship so deeply that I get yeah. I give you all my attention when I'm with you and when I'm around you and it's very specific. Like I'm very different with you than I would be with another, you know, another friend who's a different personality. And so to get all of that together, in a big mishmash to me would be like i would just like sit back in the corner and be like i you're diff wow that
0: is so interesting
1: i don't know if that sounds crazy i'm just hearing myself say it out loud for the first time but it's
0: i think it might be common it for me personally i am not different with my friends Obviously, it's not like I'm a different
1: person. It's just like my new my extent. energy my all my energy is with you and if I multiply that by 20 that's a lot of fucking energy to expend at once.
0: But in a group situation, you don't have to have all your energy with That's why I'm saying I would just your go energies. sit in the corner
1: and just conserve my energy. <laughs> just let you <laughs> let you guys duke it out. I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm a little confused by what's coming out of my mouth. So you don't don't have, like,
0: birthday parties or, like, you don't have events, like, birthday parties? What's going to happen at your wedding?
1: Uh, I'm probably just going to get really drunk and...
0: No. (laughs) Absolutely not. You want to remember your wedding. (laughs) You do? You need to... (laughs) Prepare for this mentally. Let's talk about this off the air. Well, why do you think I haven't on. started
1: planning my wedding yet? I'm terrified. Okay, no.
0: Look, please. you just gotta let this go. You gotta let it go. <laughs> it's absolutely. I can't. It, I can't stand it. Is like, this I a control? Your other friends. This is a
1: control issue, isn't it? uh it's completely a control issue. All right. Well, I'm a control freak. That's my red flag. There you um, go. Which is anybody wanting to get involved with me? I'm being really upfront about it right now. Um, <laughs> um yeah no i understand exactly what you're saying and you would be proud a day before yesterday i said to my friend abigail that the three of us her you and me should all get
0: a glass of wine soon okay yep there she is yep but I have
1: been keeping... I would
0: love to. I've been
1: keeping you from people in my life because my mom wants to get together with you. My friends want to get together with you. And I've been keeping you from them. I have to admit. <laughs> it's like... Don't be stingy. It's like I protect my people. Like I, I pr- I'm protective of our relationship. Oh my yeah. God. Everything that's coming out of my mouth is a red
0: flag no you're fine oh my listen i've got we just we just talked about red
1: flags being when people like oh like over possessiveness i believe is the word yeah oh jesus you
0: guys help i have got so much love in me to go around i've got enough love for all of your friends and your mum and you and i'm not gonna like all of them and they're not all gonna like me and I might embarrass you, or I might make you You proud, embarrass me every week on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's just going to be fine. It doesn't affect our relationship. It's not like I'm going to, like, you know, cuss out your mom or something. Oh my that would be a problem.
1: God, who knows.
0: Okay, so this one's good. Um, encouraging you to be the worst version of yourself oh
1: this is a bad one now something really spicy and painful came to mind in my life what do you think about this one
0: yeah i think this is a really good one i think that there are definitely people that we don't feel our best selves around and it's like we always say like your body will let you know yeah I think if you're finding that you need to either be drunk to be around somebody or whatever it is that's probably not a good sign and I think if you walk away from a situation not liking how you've acted and not feeling good about yourself there's something definitely to be questioned there Yeah. Uh, one thing I do is I've got and I'm working on it is I've got a kind of persona that I give to people to just you can you're, you can have my you don't know me that well persona hmm and it's uh, very my voice changes mm-hmm. um, I'm very jokey very sarcastic. I almost play dumb. Bit of a bimbo. Uh, it's almost like I play the character of what people see me as who don't know me, who what they may think I am. Yeah. And I play that character a little bit and that's what I give to people. And that's when I feel that jumping out, I know that it's a sign that I need to... Maybe not spend time with that person. Yeah. If I can't just be me, and I can only give them Annabelle Jones TM, <laughs> then TM. Yeah. You know, I I, it's not for
1: me. Exactly. Um, oh, I'm glad you said that. I hope listeners got got what you just said because it definitely was, as Oprah says, an aha moment for me. Yeah, this persona that we create, where you got to watch the voice changes, the voice changing. Ooh, that's a big one. Your system is telling, you know, listen to yourself. Playing this persona of what you think people think you are. Mm. We slip into that. This red flag topic brings up something that I feel sad about. In my early 20s, I was going to New York City a lot for music, for my work. I spent more, more time in New York City a couple years than I did at home in L.A. working. And every time I would go to the city, I would stay with my friend, Emily, and uh, she became my backup singer. But what would happen when I would go to New York to stay with Emily was, for me, it was party time. I was making a lot of money, and I wanted to go out, and I wanted to do drugs and have fun. And Emily would let me stay with her and she'd go out with me. She was my party buddy. Even though she was working her ass off as a waitress, she was trying to make ends meet. And her friend, her friend Jamie called me one day, this girl I didn't know very well. And she was very nice to me on the phone, but she said, I need to talk to you about Emily. She said, I want you to know that you are a bad influence on Emily because you come to town And she wants to keep you happy and entertain you and keep up with you, but she can't. She's not in the same boat as you. And by you inviting her to go out and party with you all the time, for you enticing her by paying for everything, keeping her up late, you're really harming her. And she doesn't, she won't say it to you, but I'm saying it. I'm seeing her derail and I need you to be aware of it. I know it hit me really hard and I thanked the girl I said thank you very much for telling me that I will be aware of that and and, and it it led to to changes and me stopping doing that because and that that goes back to what I'm saying about red flags like people don't realize that they are harming somebody else they are just operating at Mm. the level that they're operating at And people coming into contact with... It's like chemistry. You put two chemicals together, you're going to get a certain reaction. Each Mm. of us has to take responsibility for that reaction and is it good for us or not? It was Emily's responsibility to take for herself to stand up to me and to say, no, I'm not going out with you tonight. I'm not going to do the cocaine. I'm not going to do that. I have to be up early in the morning. I don't feel yeah. I don't want to do drugs whatever but she wasn't yeah she wasn't willing to do that because of what she was getting out of out of our relationship but her friend loved her and stood up and said something and I appreciated that because I wasn't trying to hurt my friend. I was just where I was at and I was yeah. unaware I was unaware of how I was affecting yeah. other
0: people that brings up something that I've been thinking about recently with a friendship is that I really don't appreciate being made to feel like it's your world and I'm just living in it Mm um and that kind of is along the lines of that without you realizing it was like your world and and she was just like spinning around in it
1: exactly right
0: completely not to you know not to your knowledge and um you know it can be as far as parting or it can be somebody expecting too much of you asking you treating you like you're a personal assistant yeah. like everything is expected of you like mm-hmm. you know everything's meant to go their way or whatever it is and you're meant to fall in line with what they want i think that it's it can be something that we do unknowingly or that people do unknowingly yeah i think there are some people who know exactly yes what there are some doing. people who
1: know exactly what they're doing um i think that's why it's each of ours responsibility for ourself to mm-hmm. speak up and stand up for ourselves when we're not getting what we need from the relationship that's our responsibility because no one else is going to do it for you people can't read your mind they don't know what works for you and what doesn't they're not worried about it they're just thinking about themselves so you have to take care of yourself as they say put your own oxygen mask on first
0: yeah yeah Fucking hell. damn that's interesting thanks for sharing that with us that was like kind of heavy put your own oxygen mask on first yeah, and just be aware of how your behavior is affecting other people. It's like we share this this journey with all of our friends and, and everyone else. And it's not... Guess what? It's not always about you. <laughs> Absolutely not. New, Newsflash. It's not always news about flash you. Newsflash and not the center of the earth. Exactly. Um... Wow, this was great! Really, really good. Yeah, gave me, like, a lot to think me about. Me too. A lot to think about. I'm
1: glad this was your idea to discuss this, and I'm really happy. <sighs> and what I'm my, my takeaways are: create relationships built on mutual respect, and mm. take responsibility for your own self safety and how you're affecting the world around you
0: you will be able to be so much more powerful and create so much more change and and positivity in this life and in this world if you are making sure that you've got your shit together first you know getting distracted jumping on other people's roller coaster rides or you know trying to Fix everyone and everything all the time it's not making you the most effective version of yourself, not you I mean one mm-hmm. um, and you know I would say that that's the what you're saying is put your own oxygen mask on yourself, I think I'm just reiterating that by saying that it's just really important in relationships with friends or romantic partners to make sure that you are really taken care of by you for yeah. you and then you will be able to be the absolute best version of yourself in your relationships and then i'd like to end with this really great quote that jeff my therapist said oh, to me good. a few weeks ago in therapy that i've been waiting to share with you oh
1: i love it can't wait
0: everything outside of you is an aspect of you thank you jeffrey Love you Lucy. (laughs) Love you, (laughs) babe. Love you, babe.